You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. This is your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. Off night for the Indians, but still some games that mattered. Spent some time talking about Tampa, their final stretch, and how they performed today. We're also going to look at Tampa's roster construction, as that is something that is important to look at. And uh, we will check in on the National League race. Since there's not a whole lot um, going on, I'm going to pull out on the second half of the show and use some of those interviews from my time in AA. Uh, We might make this the Rudy Odour special, depending on how long the uh, first half of the show goes. So the Tampa Bay Rays won today. Tampa Bay Rays are fully taking advantage of expanded rosters. They had nine pitchers going into today's game. They have 20 pitchers right now on their roster. 20. I, I was talking about my surprise that the Indians didn't call up more arms. Um, even if you're going to release them later, a Jared Robinson, a Cam Hill, some of these guys make more sense than some of the guys that are just sitting on the 40-man uh, collecting dust. The Rays are taking advantage of it. In a game like today where Blake Snell did only went an inning in a third, they went to their pen. Their bats provided a spark as they won 7-5, but they had a smart plan, and they stuck with it. And uh, I don't understand why the Indians aren't doing the same. Uh, there's enough options internally for them to be able to go and do something similar. A few more arms would be nice, let's just be honest. But at the same time, you have a manager who would not use a few more arms. You wouldn't trust the young kids uh, in most situations. So it's a darned if they do, darned if they don't situation. The Rays now, they're up half a game. They have five to go. The Indians have six. Problem is the Rays, uh, they don't have, how can I put this? They're not facing anyone. Uh... They have two games against the Yankees. Both starters in that series are still yet to be determined by ESPN and MLB.com. Looks like a classic case of the Yankees are just going to punt these last few games. They're not going to. They're going to play a lot of young kids. They're probably going to go out and throw some young guys in these games. Uh, after that, they have Toronto, who currently has the fifth worst record in baseball. The Rays' final five games are cakewalk. It's about as easy as one can get because the Yankees have no reason to compete and aren't going to, it appears. Um, yeah, the Rays are just going to kind of get the, I, the very good chance. I, I would be surprised if the Rays go worse than 4-1 and one and I could see them going undefeated. So the Indians are pretty much in a stretch right now. We're starting the series against Chicago and then the Washington Nationals. They have to win. Uh, if they don't win, they're out. And it's the odds are very much against them making the postseason. Uh, my cat has decided that now would be the perfect time to scratch her neck right by the microphone, so I apologize for that background sound. Um, she's been trying to get on the mic more and more on this podcast. In good news today, though, the Washington Nationals did play. I mentioned they have a five-game series against the Phillies, a doubleheader tomorrow, and the Nationals, uh, they won tonight, 7-2. to two. It helps give them a little more breathing room. It helps, you know, as you're knocking Philly further down. The Cubs are really the only team for them to worry about, possibly overtaking them. They did not play tonight. We'll see where it goes from here, but that that's at least a positive. The Nationals won. Hopefully we'll be in a situation where they don't have to compete at the end of the year because I really don't want 
to have my season hanging in the balance facing Patrick Corburn and Max Scherzer in back-to-back games. I will talk about of the 20 pitchers on the Tampa Bay Rays roster, uh, former Indians prospect Cole Solazar is one of the guys there. He was never a big player for the Indians. Um, He produced interesting numbers, though, in 2018 in the minors, which was enough for uh, Solazar to end up being a target for Tampa Bay and that deal for where they also got Yandy Diaz. And he, after being a guy who was just kind of minor league filler, that 2018 year between Akron and Columbus, all of a sudden his his walk rate was always below too, but his strikeout rate jumped up to 13 and 14. He's continued that this year in AAA. And in his, you know, seven innings in the majors, he's been quite good. So it'll be interesting to see how the former Dartmouth pitcher, if he gets some more opportunities to perform. Now he's got some data kind of backing up performance, and it'll be something to check out in terms of the Rays and a few former Indians down there. Again, 20 pitchers. That's a lot. (laughs) The Rays are one of those teams that, what they're doing now is why we're going to a 28-man roster, which I get, but I still think is too small. I like I like guys getting called up, getting that opportunity, because once you make it on the major league roster once, it changes your life as a minor leaguer. It changes your pay scale. It changes everything. So I, I kind of I don't like the change. I don't like the loss of the 40-man. I wish maybe they'd limit it or figure out a way to make it work better. Going down to 28 is just such a small number that... Uh, just there's going to be a lot of players who don't get a cup of coffee now who did in the past it's a really unfortunate thing uh so to kind of sum things up for this first half indians tomorrow um the white Sox. the first two games very beatable lefties the lineup is set up to beat lefties with puig and fran mill in there the possibility of a jose ramirez return i do want to caution that a handmade injury even when guys come back, and he's coming back quicker than anticipated, that that's normally not a good sign with the handmate. It's a sign of a rushed return, which typically does not turn into good results. We will kind of have to wait and see how it goes. But handmate injuries uh, take a long time to fully recover from. Even if Jose Ramirez comes back, he's not going to be pre-injury Jose Ramirez. He's likely to, in all of 2020, have an effect on uh, his hitting. It's it's a significant injury. It's one of those that is known for effects that take over a year to fully recover from. So even if the Indians get Jose Ramirez back, and even if he's a shadow of what he was, it's still better than running out Ryan Flattery. So we'll take it as Indians fans. It's still going to be a net improvement for them. Um, trying to think of any other roster moves we really have to mention. I think that's basically it. Ramirez might return. First two games, they should win. And pretty much the Indians have to view every game as a must win from here on out. Every single game is a playoff game. The rest of this week is the playoffs. Is the playoffs are the playoffs for the Cleveland Indians. A loss is going to seriously hamper their chances of making it to the postseason. So enjoy this week. Treat it like the playoffs. I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but the odds are just not in their favor going forward as a team. And, you know, what it comes down to is against Oakland and Tampa this year, the Indians went 2-11. and 11. That's right, 2-11. and 11. If they had just won, doubled their total, and had gone 4-9, and nine, which is still awful, 
they'd right now be uh, pretty safely in that wild card spot. But they didn't. They went 2-11. and And if the Indians don't make the postseason, that's why. It's because Oakland and Tampa beat them up badly in those head-to-head matchups. And that's why we're seeing the issues that we are seeing now with them. Technically in the driver's seat, but not really. We talked about it. If the Indians do make the playoffs, Vivid Seats is the place to go. Um, They have a great system that is going to reward you for your returning uh, business. You go to Vivid Seats. You're going to use the promo code KICKOFF, and you can save up to $100 on tickets. It's not just sports. It could be for concerts, for any events. Go over there, check it out. Vivid Seats. It's the only uh, place I've seen that allows you to buy tickets and then has a system to, uh, that you will benefit from as well. Vivid Seats and that promo code to get up to $100 off, which, you know, if you think about any of the competition out there and how much they're going to gouge you on all those service fees, this money back alone makes it a, a deal to check out. Vivid Seats, use that promo code KICKOFF. Our other one's Blue Chew, longtime sponsor, the first sponsor of this podcast. The little blue pill that is chewable, gets in your bloodstream quicker, allows you to have fun quicker. Uh, you can go over to bluejew.com, use that promo code MLB, and you get to try it free. You're going to have to pay 5 bucks for shipping, so there is that cost because they can't lose money. They're giving you their product for free. That's how confident they are in this product. That They are like, you just cover shipping. We'll take a loss on the cost of the product. You're going to like it so much, you're going to come back. So if you've ever been curious, if you've ever wanted to try male enhancement, here's your opportunity. And here's a company that believes in their product so much, they're backing it up by losing money to offer you a chance to try it. I don't think there's a a better way to show how confident they are in their product. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. As I mentioned before, earlier this season, I got to spend some time in AA. Um, I still have some interviews left with Alex Call and Sam Henkes, and actually have an interview that I pulled out that I found with Nick Sandlin from two years ago, so that's a fun one that I'll be putting out as well. But the manager down in AA, for those who are not familiar, is Rudy O'Dewer. Yes, he is part of that O'Dewer family, and he does not mince words. He's an entertaining interview. He's entertaining to listen to. Here are three interviews from the games I got to see earlier this year. You will, uh, I think my favorite one is when I ask him about a a hit by Alex Call that all of us in the press box thought was going to be a home run and did not. And he's like, no, we never thought it was going to go out, basically. You'll you'll get a chance to hear it. Rudy, Rudy is a really interesting individual, a really good manager down there and uh so enjoy and i'm just gonna put these back to back here so i'll just do my entr my exit row i'll do my exit right here and then you can go and enjoy some of the wisdom of rudy odour so thank you for listening rating and reviewing and as always go tribe but don't go away quite yet as here come those promised interviews um adam scott tonight looked like one of his best outings at the double a level what did you see from him I mean, this is, he, he did a great job, and he has done it before, but you're right, probably uh, one of the best, if not the best, he was able to to throw a lot of strikes, uh, just one walk, six strikeouts, so that says a lot. He was, uh, the one thing that he did great tonight was that he was working ahead, and he was able to, to keep the ball down in the zone, and, and uh, help us out standing the game and we almost came back and uh, tied the game and we had a chance to win the ball game. 
with a, I talked about it with Adam, but how impressive is it to see someone who's already up here in AA just barely a year after being drafted? It's impressive. It's, it's just, uh, I mean, that, that says a lot about the organization. If you are performing and if you are doing what you're supposed to, you're going to get the opportunity to move up and hopefully soon he'll be in the big leagues. Uh, Kyle Nelson, tonight was his first game after coming off the IL. How nice is it to have him back in the pen, um, just considering what he brings as a reliever? Great, great. We know what he's capable of doing. He's uh, back on track, and it was huge to see him having success tonight. In the matchup tonight, is there any way to really prepare for facing a fastball like Pearson's? I mean, by all accounts, it's one of probably the top three or four in all the minor league baseball. It's always nice to face those type of pitchers because... Once you get to the big leagues, you're mm-hmm. going to see you know, more of those type of pitchers. So it's always nice. And yeah, it's, it's a tough pitcher and, and did a good job tonight. All right. Thanks for that. Thank you. Talk about the good stuff. Sam today, I mean, yeah. unbelievable. Great, great. Was it working ahead in the counts? Was it his pitches working? What he, was, he was it? Uh, he was more aggressive letting the ball go, and his release point was more consistent up and out, and that was something he's been working. And it was great. He, he, he was around the zone most of the time, and he was able to stay in the zone and, and threw the ball great. Probably the best I've seen him in you know, the last few weeks. Going, I've got to ask this question to everybody. He had 17 strikeouts, which is a season high. Pitching at the end also kind of faltered. It let them back in the game, let them essentially win it. Is this a microcosm of what's been going on where 98% of the time you guys do everything right? It's that 2% that kind of gets you. Uh, I guess that's baseball. You know, it, it's, um, there is a saying in baseball, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I guess it's in every single part of you know, what we do. It's not just how we start in the season, it's how we finish. It's how we, you know, we start the month, it's how we finish, it's how we start the game, and it's how we finish. So that's why the consistency it, it needs to be there from the first pitch to the last pitch. And that's baseball. Sometimes you know, that's going to happen. game like this, do you throw it away? Do you it's over, use yeah. it? Nah, yeah, it's over. It's over. I know Martinez is is he's way better than what we saw, and 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 I know he walked four guys, but I mean he was close to the zone. It, it wasn't like he was way wild, and um, I mean it's over, and we come back tomorrow again. Yeah? How close is this team to putting it all together? It's very close. We've how many games have we lost like that? You know, right. we've lost you know quite a few games like that. This is uh, the, the the one thing that. I'm proud of is that these guys they come with the same attitude every day. I know we haven't been uh, getting the results consistently like we won, and I know before these last two games we won four in a row. But but we know we're better than that. It's just it's been it's been a rough season for us as far as winning and losses. But I mean the attitude is there, the atmosphere is there, the chemistry, and and you guys can see it outside. They're gonna give their their best. Um, you know, Sam had the great performance, but we also saw Argentis, who, you know, no one likes to move back down a level, but he came out and really performed well today as well in relief, right? Yeah. Is, uh, you know, anything about his performance that stood out? Uh, no, he threw uh, the ball well. They, they they have a job. Where, wherever they are, they have a job. Uh, there are some things that are out of their hands, mm-hmm. and there's nothing they can do. And he told me today, I'm here, I'm going to continue to get better and perform, and, and he'll, he'll be fine.
just one last one. The, the Alex call hit. I know in the press box we thought it was going out when you guys were watching it. Did you, you know, the minute it was going, did you guys have a, a thought that maybe it would clear? Or did you guys? The double? Was, yes. Yeah. No, I never thought the okay. ball was going to be out of the park. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It fooled us because we're out there. You guys have won five or seven. Keep talking about close to turning the corner. Did they turn the corner? Have we turned the corner? How close are we? I think uh, we've been very close since a long time ago. Uh, but we've played a lot of games like the ones we played yesterday, where you know we're, we have the game, and all of a sudden things happen, and oh, then we end up losing the game. But um, the main thing that I, I'm really proud of, of is that the players they they give the effort, they play with intensity, and day in day out they come ready to play and to get better. I've seen a lot of teams that when things don't go their way. The energy level is not the same as it used to be early in the season. These guys, they, they haven't done it. So the atmosphere, the chemistry continues to be the same. And, and, and it's great to see that because they want to get better. And, and they, they know that that's the only way they can go out and compete. And, and that's the only chance you have to play in the big leagues. No matter what the result is, just think about the process and, and get ready to compete every single day. You lost two one run of games. You win this one. Does this mean a little bit more yeah. because of the last two? Yeah. Well, yeah. But every single game is different, and at the end, they're gonna play a lot of these games in the big leagues, and those are the type of games you wanna play. Yeah, you wanna win by a lot of runs, but these are very good games to play. So, and uh, like I said again, they, they they've done a great job so far. Paulson was uh, battling today, but then. Kyle Dowdy and his return was uh, was phenomenal. Uh, you guys have such a talented pen. What's it like adding you know someone that all these players already know and has the the experience and that type of arm talent? Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, just the fact that he has big league experience and uh, you know the guys that we have here, you know, they can pick his brain. They can learn a lot from him. It is huge to have you know that type of person and that type of arm in the bullpen. Um, this uh, Paulson obviously didn't have his best stuff today, but despite that, he still battled and gave you guys six innings, allowing you to go to your pen to help bridge the rest of it. I mean, how huge was that? Huge. That's huge. And anytime as a starter, you can give us uh, five, six innings, that's huge. So he was about not to go out for, for his last inning. And uh, he made pitches. So the very the very first at bat in the last inning he ground out on the first pitch so we're like okay we have a chance maybe he's gonna give us the, the full inning and then he got the next guy out and and he gave us a chance to to keep him in the game and gave us that extra inning that was huge that was huge I just wonder if you could say anything on Mitch Luongo some good defensive plays four for four from the field uh, just he stood out offensively great great I, I said it at the beginning of the season he's gonna give everything he has at times he maybe does it a little too much. He needs to, you know, continue to do what he has done lately. But that's the type of uh, player, you know, I've seen, and and things work for him today. That was nice. Awesome. Thank you.